Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News, and it's Friday, baby. Let's get into it. Oh, that's right. Rebecca Black is our Friday song of the day, October 27th, 2023. 7 a.m. waking up in the morning. Gotta be fresh. Gotta go downstairs. Gotta have my bowl. Gotta have cereal. Seeing everything. The time is cold. Oh, yeah. We love it. Ladies and gentlemen, so much to talk about today. Know your power, believe in yourself, and don't let anyone dim your light. It's Bachelor Rush Hour. Five, six, seven, eight. Gotta get down on Friday. Love it. Let's go. What day is it? You get paid today? Yeah! Woo! Bachelor Rush Hour. Let's go. All right, I could do a, I could just do a Rebecca Black episode. The whole. Should we do 30 minutes of this? All right, so much to talk about. I have a Maurizio update from Dancing with the Stars, a, a Real Housewives crossover. Updates on my court case. Who's kicking in the front seat this afternoon? It's Caitlin Bristow joining me on Dancing, Dancing with the Stars. I'm driving with Dave <laughs> on Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. You guys ready to have fun? Sing it with me. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun. Everybody's got to have some more fun, fun. Pay your bills, have some sex, have a beer, do what you need to do, and then some. It's Friday, Friday. We, 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 so excited. All right, anyway, <laughs> so maybe I'm having a stroke. Okay, let's cut out of that. All right, well, we have updates for you, folks. Um, yesterday, there was a GoFundMe started for me. Very briefly, we have paused the donations. We have received over $6,000 in donations. Two donors each gave $1,000. Thank you to Teresa and Bruce. That is fantastic. It made me cry. How, do, how can we get Dave to cry? Well, donate to my legal funds, and I'm a teary man. Um, I, the, you know what's as important to me as the $1,000 donations is the $5 ones, because you know people donated what would have been their cup of coffee for the day and gave what they could, and it means the world to me. Now, I was supposed to be served with an, a temporary restraining order yesterday from an individual I had never met before. It's very difficult to talk about because, you know, if, if say, say I talk about it and then someone shares the information, they go, yeah, Dave's being served a restraining order. Oh my gosh, what happened? Is Tasha okay? You know, they start asking about my wife and, and then people just don't know what's going on. Well, it is because of my coverage of the Clayton Eckerd paternity scandal, which has never mentioned the person's name or their identity or have any ill will towards them. They just don't like my coverage. Uh, they could call me a shitty journalist for sure, but I don't know if that is, uh, is indeed uh, worthy of an order of protection. But either way, that person emailed me 
I haven't shared this with the Patreons or the podcast, so I'm letting you know that a person emailed me with a receipt saying you will be served tomorrow. That was Wednesday night. So I lawyered up uh, after receiving funds, um, you know, legal funds. I, I lawyered up. I got a lawyer that I trust and seems like they deal with these types of things. They called the court system, uh, the, you know, wherever that is. And I, I actually recorded the full half an hour conversation um, for my own records. Uh, but they uh, they said, yeah, she the, the person who's trying to get a restraining order against me didn't file the right paperwork. Um, maybe they were doing it hastily. Maybe they didn't have a lawyer. I'm not really sure what the cause was, but that's why I have not been served yet. She has paid to have me served, which um, I believe in an expedited service can be, um, I, you know, they, they have like different rate amounts, you know, to find somebody. And it's like, for $200 an hour, we'll wait outside their house. You know, they have different levels like that. So I've been walking my wife to her car. I've been recording when I walk around publicly in anticipation of being served. It just hasn't happened yet. It might happen today. It might happen Monday. I don't know. Um, I don't have any stand-up shows this weekend. I don't anticipate being served while I'm on stage, but I've seen crazier things happen. Uh, we will fight this with all available resources and then some. And I thank you all so much for showing how quickly you can rally and mobilize to defend a frivolous case like this. There are people in the court system still from multiple years ago, two, three years ago, and maybe longer that are still being dragged through the court system because of this same individual. We will show that person that money will not be an, uh, a, a thing that will prevent us from putting a good fight together. Okay, let's get to this crossover which is Dancing with the Stars and Bravo, uh, right after this. And by the way, if, if you just crave more of this paternity scandal content, I've got the 25-minute version of what I just said to you on the, uh, on the YouTube channel. You know, I received a heavy amount of criticism yesterday for starting the GoFundMe, being called a grifter, and all these things. I didn't start the GoFundMe for me. I started the one for Clayton. If there's any money left over that I cannot return, I don't know how it works, we'll just give that money to Clayton's legal funds. It's fighting the same cause. Um, there, there needs to be effort into subpoenaing documents. I don't even know if I'm saying the right words. Yes, I did background work on law and order, but I am a little rusty with the legal system as it pertains to cases that apparently might be family law. Um, if you told me last year I'd be stuck in a family law case, I'd say, what are you talking about? I love my wife. We're perfectly happy. None of that has changed. But um, you know, my quote unquote mistress here, a lady I've never met before, uh, and I, and again, I'm, I'm grateful I've never met this person. Although I have talked to my wife and it has made me paranoid. And I have said, you know, I understand the idea of not being alone in a room with anybody ever again. I might have to, I might just get one of those GoPros that you strap to your chest for fear of being accused of things that are not true. And you might think, Dave, 99.9% .9 of the time people tell the truth. And it's like, I believe you, but boy, that 0.01% of the time can really F up a good day. All right. So we covered this yesterday. Mauricio Umansky, he's on Dancing with the Stars. His wife's a uh, real housewife and he's got that Netflix dating show. He was caught holding hands with his Dancing with the Stars partner. Well, here's what we know. Four months ago, his then wife filed for separation. And again, I might have some of this wrong. Not really caught up in the Bravo world. I mean, if if Bachelor ever goes away, we become a full blown Bravo 
channel. We're going to become Bravo Bros, Bravo Power Recappers. So they were holding hands. And of course, his response was, I was only holding her hand because we were having a moment where, you know, we were sharing something important or whatever the case may be. Well, that that whole story caused his, you know, I guess, separated wife to unfollow, to, I guess, take down photos she was sharing of Maurizio with his partner. And she, but she then went on to say, as we shared yesterday, that she still voted for them. So here's what Mauricio had to say about what may have been a romantic relationship with partner Emma Slater. He takes to Instagram and says this. Marazzi caught, you know, that moment and it's become a blown out moment. And then all of a sudden we're dating. Yeah. <laughs> Maurizio Umansky and Emma Slater are responding to those romance rumors. After the Dancing with the Stars partners were allegedly seen holding hands, the real estate broker turned dancer is setting the record straight. Maurizio, who is currently separated from his wife Kyle Richards, says this in a video alongside his Dancing with the Stars partner on his Instagram story on October 26th. We do want to uh, address, uh, you know, this uh, story and this whole thing that's going out and about, about, uh, you know, whether or not uh, uh, Emma and I are dating, whether we went out on a date. Uh, for full clarity, we are not dating. We're not dating. Um, we are really good friends. Uh, we've been dancing together now for six weeks, four hours a day. I hate to be crass, but the question isn't, are they dating? The question is, did they fuck? <laughs> That's like, I, mean, I, hate, I don't know how else to say it. Um, every single day. Um, Guys, it's intense. Like, you really form a very, very special bond. And I think we're similar, similar personalities. So we've got a super supportive, um, last week was extremely emotional. So super supportive relationship. We're definitely there for each other. And, um, and, and it's beautiful. That's a great thing. Maurizio. It would be tough. I mean, to be quite honest, I, I know if I was on Dancing with the Stars, I'm not a star, but I have been known to dabble in a good old Viennese waltz. Don't hit me with the quick step, guys. Come on now. You want to serve me? Serve me with an Argentina tango. Uh, Argentina? Yeah, I just said that right. Argentinian, the Argentinian tango. Uh, dancing the tango. It's Dave Neal with his partner. Uh, who would be my partner? That's a good question. But come on. My wife would be supportive of me but it would be tough i mean some of these dances it's like why are your inner thighs touching you know what i mean it's like i'm not one of those like you know dancing's for the devil but at the same time you know it's it's got to be tough when you're gyrating for the boys speaking of dancing with the stars winners caitlin bristow will be next week's guest on Driving with Dave. I have not recorded it yet. Something could go wrong, but we have confirmation in the last hour. Breaking news, actually. Breaking news confirmation that Caitlin Bristow will be interviewed by myself. There are some stipulations to the interview, as always. Every interview comes with a stipulation. Uh, that being, we're going to keep the conversation away from things that you know might uh, just be worn out. Topics that have been discussed. You know, I'm not one that needs to beat a dead horse, as it were. Um, but Speaking of dead horses, um, this episode sponsored by Elmer's Glue. No, come on. Uh, I don't want to anger the PETA folks out there. Uh, just having some fun. It's a Friday. Uh, but yeah, we're going to have that conversation. Now, last week I interviewed Clayton Eckerd. We had a litany of technical issues, none of which you'll notice, but we had some camera angles go out and some audio. Maybe you'll notice some of the audio issues, but it sounds fantastic. Although out of our, what was about a 72 minute conversation, I am airing about 45 to 50 minutes of that. I had to take out about a 20 minute chunk um, because it involves some ongoing legal issues. So out of respect to 
Clayton's situation. I, I would be confident airing it on my end because I have yet to be served an order of protection. I tell you what, the second I'm served my order of protection, when he says, are you David Neal? I'm going to say, hold on a second. I'm going to hit publish on the episode and then I'm going to talk to him. No, I'm just joking. Um, we've obviously been very clear to share Clayton's story without trying to disparage somebody else. You know what I mean? And th- which is hard to do in today's world because it's hard to share your story without uh, you know, uh, inadvertently causing any collateral damage, but you can't really tiptoe around that when it comes to sharing your own truth. You just have to share your truth and let the results of that truth, you know, bear whatever consequences that will exist. Right, folks? So either way, that'll be this week. That'll be tomorrow morning. You'll get that on YouTube. You'll get that on the podcast uh, apps, and it'll be a fantastic conversation. Because we talk a lot about uh, the people that haven't supported him, the criticism he's received from content creators. He was subtly talking about Nick Vial, and I just, you know, me, kind of middle child Dave. I was like, we're talking about Nick Vial, right? Like I, I made sure I like to get names on the records here. So you're going to enjoy that conversation. I'm working so dang hard to evolve the channel. The last thing I want is for nothing to change in two years. We started this channel and we went from Bookshelf Dave and we've uh, covered uh, topics in multiple continents. You know what I mean? We've covered topics in the Middle East. We did a breaking news story in Qatar two weeks ago. We have, you know, the, you know, all these other things. But what I have learned is that when nice things happen to me, most people love it. But some people get upset when um, when there was this uh, GoFundMe made for me for the legal funds. Someone said, how was the Maldives, Dave? And that was, of course, their way of saying, can't you afford the legal funds on your own, you piece of shit human? You know, and my response was, well, pretty good weather. The food could have been better, but we saw a shark, you know. Uh, But the truth is, you know, that Maldives trip was paid for. Uh, out of a honeymoon fund that was set up for us by, uh, of course, our wedding guests, uh, which is just so funny, guys. It is just so funny. Um, but I try my best just, and, and this is a question I'm going to ask Caitlin. Um, I'm going to ask Caitlin, if there's a room full of a thousand people and 995 of them love you, but five hate you, are you like me in the fact that you're going to try to turn those five people around? I want to talk to her about the ongoing relationship between haters because I struggle with the same thing Caitlin struggles with. She obviously has it at a bigger degree. She's made fun of by people for getting Botox, for dancing, for being single, for not having kids. I mean, one thing after another. And I can't imagine the pain she feels in the pressure she feels when a relationship doesn't work out, when um, a, a product she's launching might fail, when all these things happen because... Uh, on one end, of course, it's so easy for people to say, oh, Dave, you got to just appreciate the good, you know, stay in your own lane, appreciate the good, that'll expand, and then the negativity will go away. You know, the whole what someone thinks about me is none of my business. That all makes perfect sense. I get all that. It's still a daily challenge. It's a practice I anticipate will need to be performed for the rest of my life and probably for the rest of Caitlin's life. A practice of understanding some people aren't going to get you. Some people are going to ask you how the Maldives were and not be happy for you. With that said, the people that have commented saying, Dave, we love that you're going to the Maldives. We love that you get to spoil your wife. We were there with you when you were broke, crying in a you know golf cart, trying to do your side jobs. We were there for you when you struggled. Those people, I, can't, I have to remember on the daily and not forget 
how important it has been to have people along with me for the ride, even though the um, sort of the collateral damage for that is the haters will then have fuel to call you out for where you were, not question how it was you got there. That is something that I guess is the price that comes with getting your shit together and becoming a power recapper and a podcast featured on time. <laughs> I'm going to milk that puppy till I'm lactose intolerant. All right. Well, we got some more issues, some more issues, some more stuff to get to. We're going to discuss next bachelor in paradise and golden bachelor. All right. Last night was golden bachelor and bachelor in paradise. I love the difference in filmmaking we're getting between the two. So we're getting one hour of golden bachelor two hours of Bachelor in Paradise. I think we need 75 minutes of both. Does that split the time right? It just seems like we're leaving something on the table for Golden Bachelor and BIP is just too much. Uh, maybe it's because we're just exhausted by you know uh, the roller coaster of emotions. But Golden Bachelor, I mean, Golden Bachelor is down to hometowns. Isn't this insane? Um, you know, no time needs to be wasted. What I loved was that... Um, uh, Gary actually gave a goodbye kiss to one of the ladies last night. We saw, we said goodbye to some real amazing women and we'll have to see who will become the golden bachelorette if they so choose to go that route. But right now the show is so driven on the heartwarming tale of Gary. And what I love about golden bachelor as opposed to bachelor in paradise is their use of silence. It's so important to remember this. I know I've talked about this in the past, but their use of silence to cold open their episodes is so different than Bachelor in Paradise. Bachelor in Paradise is literally... Uh, you know, a bunch of uh, vodka Red Bulls parading around in a, um, you know, mariachi costume. You know, these, uh, what are they, uh, Brayden and Rachel, they they dressed up as pinatas, you know. They were painting each other's crevices, whatever colors they so chose. And um, and that's fine and all. It's just a circus. While, while it seems like the Golden Bachelor is more like an opera, it is elegant. It is a little bit more formal. There's more class. Yeah, it's not perfect as clearly emotions being shared, but we are really getting to see a different sense of storytelling. And I wonder if there's a different showrunner or different lead producer. Uh, you know, it's, it is a risk there. They took, I mean, they, they took this hard choice to make this quieter, to make this um, more story driven in some ways versus what we're seeing on bachelor in paradise is like, all right, it's cat's birthday. And then the producers probably say to cat cat, uh, hope you have fun today. And Kat's like, I'm going to have fun on my birthday. And then they're like, all right, bring down the hottest girl uh, of the season or, you know, beauty's objective, right? But of course, Davia comes down and she then goes on a date with Tanner and Kat's all upset. Oh, she Tanner should have talked to me first, which of course, Kat realizes to Brayden's chagrin, love a good chagrin reference, that, um, you know, it is ironic for her to be upset because she did the same thing to Brayden. Kat is um, clearly responding in ways that are difficult to watch because I'm sure she's a nice person, but, you know, this is, what, a couple weeks into being in paradise, being away from all of the pacifiers that make you sort of, like, deal with society. No cell phones, not getting good sleep, no air conditioning. You know, they're, they're out there. They're out there kind of sweating it off. And the couples that are doing well are doing well. But then you've got Jess Gerard. She, like, randomly is crying when Blake tells her, like, he, I like you. And it just, what, what's going on? And, you know, she's like, well, I don't get the chance to date other people. And it's like, well, 
Well, Jess, you're a you're you're a woman. You're an adult woman. You can date other people. You just can't expect Blake to stick around. I mean, that's that's what it comes down. Like sometimes people, you know, look, I'm not calling it this. I'm not calling it this. But I've seen others call it your hoe face. Your twenties. You can have your hoe face in your thirties or your teens, whatever you and men can have their hoe face too. This is not a gender thing. But your ability to try all of the crayons in the crayon box before deciding what your favorite color is. You know what I mean? The, yeah. And by the way, that is just a metaphor, but the, uh, the ability to date around. So Jess locks in with Blake and then now she's like, but John Henry's there and Tanner's there. And it's like, Hey, Hey toots. Like, I hate to break it to you. That's the name of the game. That's what makes the show interesting is that theory that you can always do better. And I guess what the show teaches people is that sometimes you can't. So Kat used that same energy to say, what is this? Tanner had a good thing and he's obviously leaving you. And it's like, well, you know, yes, maybe you're maybe you're right, but you also did the same thing, you know, apparently with Brayden. So it's a tale as old as time, Bachelor in Paradise. Somebody's getting craps. Um, all right, so that's my recap. I don't know what else to say about it. How do we get to any engagements on the show? I mean, a real question. How do we get to engagements? I've got no idea. Boy, so not too much else in the news of Bachelor, but I will say there was a Dumois headline that said that a Bachelor couple has broken up. Um, I haven't covered this story because it's the same. So there's somebody that's that seems real psychotic. They comment on every one of my Instagram posts. They comment on every one of Reality Steve's. They comment on every one of Kaylin Bristow's. And they keep saying that a couple has broken up. Um, I'm not going to say who it is because... It's just like, well, well, let's just wait till people share the divorce papers. Let's let, let's just wait. You know, I don't see any rush in getting that news out because I can't confirm it. So it's just like futile that this information's out there. And, you know, people can speculate all they want. I know who the speculated couple is. There is a chance that it's true. I don't have any evidence to believe that it's true or false. I don't know, but I'm just not covering it because it's just like, well, whether I cover it now or in two months, like we're going to find out sooner or later, you know, like, let's just let the dust settle. Australian windsurfer slams into massive whale during ocean ride. I thought it was all over. Now I know the audio can't see what I'm about to share, but I'm going to share it on the Patreon anyway. I, I saw multiple angles of this video. I saw a video from the shore, which showed like, like it's just like it says a windsurfer is happily going down the ocean. And then next thing you know, a whale breaches the surface and slams into it. And it was a wild video to see as a wide shot. Like it was wild to see this video from far away, but the close up camera angle of this video is horrifying. I don't know. Are whales our friends? I thought we liked whales, uh, but killer whales, which again are are really just dolphins, right? Aren't, aren't killer whales just dolphins on steroids? How does that work out? They're, they're, they're in the dolphin family. Either way, the, the point is, is uh, I guess this was a humpback. The video is not, not pulling up, but we're going to show it to you. Hit by a whale, live interview with this guy. It did drag me down sort of 20 to 30 feet. The only thing that saved me was my leash. The webbing completely ripped out, and if it didn't, I probably wouldn't be here. It was only the snap of that leg rope that actually saved me. He said he believed the whale dragged him under the water for around 20 seconds. I thought it was all over. Okay, so for those that are watching on Patreon, we're going to walk the audience through this. Here's the windsurfer. This is from his GoPro shot. So this is literally right as it happens. Have a listen. There he is. And then here comes the whale. Boom. 
and it just sends him underwater. The whale's fin hits him, bodies him. Oh my God, are you guys watching this? Unbelievable. Either way, this is biblical stuff. Could you imagine, truthfully, could you imagine if he didn't have a GoPro shot of this? Who would believe him? Now he says he's underwater for 20 seconds. It looks like he's no longer attached to his GoPro. And there he is. So anyway, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't know if this was live, but this would have been five seconds underwater. But look, whether it was 20 seconds or five seconds, we all know we like to exaggerate when it comes to the fish in the deep blue sea. But either way, could you imagine it? Hey, yeah, no, a whale jumped out of the water and drop kicked me. Yeah, sure it did, Steve. No, then it dragged me underwater. Uh-huh. Sure, Steve. A whale? Ooh, a big bad whale got you? You know what I mean? All right. So either way, that could only happen on a Friday. All right. I want to thank everyone again for all your loyalty and love and all the DMs I've received supporting the channel. Thank you all so, so much. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, an episode of Driving with Dave with Clayton Eckerd. And I'll have more updates for you. If you join the Patreon, you'll get a private chat community, patreon.com slash Dave Neal. All right, folks, take it away. It's Friday, and this is Rebecca Black. As always, I've been Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour. Yeah. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun.